they let me go Especially when they turn Never wanting you to let me go Especially when they turn up And try to get me to forget who I am and you It be like they want me dumb when it come to you Never wanting you to let me go Especially when they turn up and try to get me to forget who I am and you It be like they want me dumb when it come to you Never wanting you to let me go Especially when they turn up and try to get me to forget who I am and you It be like they want me dumb when it come to you Never wanting you to let me go Especially when they turn up and try to get me to forget who I am and you It be like they want me dumb when it come to you Always trying to keep me silent like that old one too This podcast is not a substitute for counseling therapy, nor is it a sermon or teaching production. It is intended for informational purposes only and is purely conversational. Some things are not better left unsaid. I'm your co-host, Ishan Burgundy. And I'm co-host, Zara Hairston. From relationships to religion, let's discuss taboo topics. Transparently. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Peace, y'all. Shalom. Salute. I know it's early. I know y'all used to us doing this at um 1 p.m. But we have switched the time. Now I'm going live Mondays, first and third Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern time. If you missed the live recording, you can just watch the playback. Because right. we got light. It's that easy. It's light. Yes, indeed. You know? We ain't really want to keep it when it's dark outside. So, yeah. Would you like to? I know you said you didn't say this, but I kind of caught on to this, husband, that you wanted to kind of like petition the most high before we talk. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This must say all glory, all honor, all power be unto the most high, Yahuwah. Grateful for his son, our king, our example. I'm blessed to have his Ruach HaKodesh, his spirit, on the inside of these vessels, these temples of ours. So he's going to give honor where honor is due, and we can get into it. All right, so there's just no talking to you. First of all, I don't know if we should just jump right into it, because we haven't talked to everyone in over a month. It's been a month? It's been a month. It's been a month. Yeah, the last episode, I think it it came out like a month ago, but we really needed a break. We let our patrons know, um, you know, that we were going to be taking a break in advance just because they support our content, but we didn't really put that out there, like, on the channel, like, what was going on. So we needed a break. It's been a lot going on. Um, we have a new family cartoon called The Better Day Show. Yes, indeed. I'm writer, 
our family does the voices. My middle daughter does the animation. She's getting ready to train my husband and my older daughter how to do animation so that we can get more episodes out because we've been hearing from you. We've been hearing y'all on the Better Day channel. If y'all don't follow our family channel, if you look on the main page of this channel and hit channels, you'll see the Better Day family channel. That's our family channel where we put our family content out. And so we've heard you on that channel. Like the episodes are so spaced out. Can we get more? Can we get more? But it is a lot of work to put that content out. It is so, so much work. So we've heard you, but it's just not, we don't have the manpower to do it because it's our family doing everything. But my middle daughter is going to train my husband and my daughter to- She's going to train me up too. Help me, you know what I'm saying? Get my little- you know what I'm saying? So I get on there and really, you know, give it that that Spike Lee. <laughs> Husband, you're you have a delay. Are you on your data or the house? Uh yeah, I think I'm on the house. Let me switch over yeah. to the data real quick. So real quick. while he's doing that, we just wanted to let y'all know that we hear y'all about the Better Day show. Um, we also have a vlog which kind of chronicles our life. It's a life diary that is really only available for the patrons. We ain't tell y'all yet, patrons, but we're working around that because the, the cartoon is so much work and it is a, more of a demand for that. So we may put the vlog on a hiatus. We don't know yet, but we'll let we'll let y'all know patrons soon, like how that's going to work. But we appreciate everybody's patience and understanding that we have, you know, um, a full plate you know my husband does a lot you know i do a lot over on my channels and then here so thank y'all for joining us the my husband dropped out i think he's trying to figure out um what's going on with his signal so that y'all won't see a delay but he will be back in a minute but today we're going to talk about communication issues and we're going to share some personal testimony as always transparency the podcast we are incredibly transparent here. So we we just we just tell y'all like it is. We don't really fluff it. We just we real, we human. We don't just want to show you all the good, but you know, we talk about when it wasn't so good. So we're gonna share some testimony, personal testimony of some of our hardest struggles with communicating with each other and not just the problem, right? But like what was the root of it? because that's going to help us do a better job at communicating. And then I have some tips. Y'all see these little cards right here? It takes two to tango, right? It takes two to tango. I ain't never tangled a day in my life. Probably never will. Husband probably won't never do this, take me to go tango nowhere. But it's a great, it's a great, he said never. It's a great acronym. And I'm going to show y'all how that will work. We're going to show y'all. We're going to talk about it together, how that can help you communicate better. But did you want to add anything? or start us off with, there's just no talking to you, like that feeling of frustration, that feeling yeah, of yeah. just overwhelming, this is never gonna get better. I can never get through to you, not just in marriage, but with people in general. Right, right, right. First of all, let me say this. Am, am I still on delay or I'm, I'm good? No, you're better. All right, good. Um, if y'all see me swatting flies and all, like. Just know, I know it's real it's out here. Yeah, it it's really real is. out here. I'm trying to be out here on a little patio and trying to, you know, <laughs> just feel a little breeze and do you got this. The 
you got to be hot. Nah, nah, it's, it's actually it's actually pretty nice in, in the shade. I'm hot. You hot up there? I've got the air on, but the window is open so I can get some light because the lighting yeah. is not good right now, and it's just it's hot by the window. Mm. You're not getting a little bit of that breeze? I just felt a nice little breeze. You're mm -hmm. not getting all that? Mm. Mm. You might have to open the other one, though, so, so I can get that little, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, if y'all see me swatting flies, just know that it's real out here in Africa. Like, <laughs> these flies, they, they, I don't know, they got a vendetta, man. I don't know what's up. But uh, just, just so y'all in tune and so y'all know what's going on, I'm not out here, you know, just doing this for nothing. But um, yeah. Communication, man. That's that's a. Uh, I think that's key in all relationships. But uh, I I would say that it's most mostly important with the relationships that you are, you know, in in close proximity to, like you know, your wife, your family. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's very key, very important. And without that, it's it's chaos. Mm-hmm. I had a I have a post scheduled. I don't think this one came out yet on my Zara Hairston channel. And it's basically saying, um, let me look at it. Hold on real quick. <laughs> it basically says, hold on, y'all. Give me a minute. It be says jewels, man. Y'all, y'all, if y'all enjoy her quotes, I'm probably need, I'm probably the one you need to thank for that. Because <laughs> I would catch her mid conversation and tell her, "You need to write that down. You need to, you need to, you need to remember yes. that." Because she be dropping quotes like, I mean, the illest quotes. I be having to write them down when she don't, and send it to her. So he does, y'all. Yeah. He's the one who, if y'all love, like I've been getting a lot of love for my live, saying that it's really blessing people and helping people's lives. I didn't ever want to do lives. I went to school for broadcast journalism, but I found out that I actually hated news because we weren't really the watchdog like they said that we would be and i don't i didn't like it so i just was like i'll probably never do broadcasting again and he was like you know when we're around the house and we're talking like this is you like I, you need to do lives and i'm like no nah, i'm good i'm good on that and he kind of pushed me and the same thing with the quotes he does like i'll be talking to him and i want him to pay attention to what i'm saying and he will stop <laughs> me right, right what you just said just now write that down and i'll be like I'm talking to you. Can you listen to me? He said, oh, that was good. Just just hold what you was about to finish saying and write it down. I'm telling you, like, write it down. And sometimes I get upset because I want stuff just for me and him. I don't want everything that we for the world. But at the same time, sometimes it is good because it helps me kind of share things that the, not the world, but believers need. So, yeah. But the quote says, um, love isn't chaotic. If they're toxic, when they say, I love you, that means it's not healthy love. Mm. The healthy love you desire. No way to truly love and be toxic at the same time. Mm. So mm. I think it's crazy that some of us really think that we are in loving relationships, but toxicity which is poisonous to your soul your spirit your heart your mind and love they don't mix they don't. so a person can't love you when they say i love you if they're toxic they can't they they're poisonous how can they love you they don't even know what love is they don't operate or walk in that right. so back love to what my husband action love is something you do it ain't something it ain't a theory in your mind 
like many people believe, you could just say you love and it doesn't require any behavior attached to us. It's an absolute lie. But go so ahead, I'm sorry, to, I didn't mean to cut you. So what you were saying about the fact that if it's chaos there, then that means there ain't no communication there. And I think if we go a step further, if there's chaos there, I don't really know if there's love there either. And so that means communication issues could signal signal that there's a love issue here too. Just just being real. So that's real. That's real. I'll just add this too, because true love wants to communicate. True love is trying to find a solution, not yeah. trying to cause more problems, not trying to cause more strife, cause more damage. Even when you get upset with someone, it doesn't have to turn into this strife field event. True love is seeking a solution. And so anytime someone's not seeking a solution mm-hmm. by their behavior, not them saying I want a solution, but by their behavior, um, they're not trying to communicate. They don't probably love you and uh, they're probably toxic. But this is more for people who want to communicate in a healthy way. They're not looking for problems and strife. These tips, like if you're just in a marriage or a friendship or whatever, and you're like, I want to get better at understanding this person. Um, we have some tips that we want to share. The only yes, thing indeed. is, um, it doesn't work with toxic people. And it also won't work if somebody is unhealed. Like, cause somebody could be unhealed, but not necessarily toxic to you because they're working on getting better. So let's talk. <laughs> Y'all hear my husband swatting these phones? <laughs> Your camera went off. Yeah, because I'm swatting. Hold on one second. Go ahead. Finish saying what you. I'm about to tag you. So I wanted you to share. Uh, we talked about this personally, you know, not too long ago, how often we used to have a. My husband is really seriously swatting these flies outside. We used to. Husband? I'm back. I'm back. Do you want to go sit somewhere else so you can be present? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I think I. The, the flies ain't going control. nowhere. I think I got it under control. He says he got it under control while he's smacking himself at the same time. <laughs> okay. So, um, what was I saying? I was saying you were that. Saying us. Talking about us. We were talking about times where we've had some of the poorest communication with each other. And you felt like I just can't talk to her. And I felt like I just can't talk to him. And we later discovered it had a lot to do with unhealed trauma that was within our relationship. And so sometimes if trauma is not healed, you can't communicate because they're looking through a filter of trauma. So did you want to share a little bit about any revelations you received once that was clear that trauma can actually break down communication yeah i think um you know and that's that's something a lot of us don't consider you know and when you grow up um the way i grew up in um you know in the projects around chaos around um destruction you know what i'm saying everything is counterproductive and then you end up a single parent home and um you just you're dealing with a lot right and so 
and then you get caught up in and um you know just the different things that, that 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 are offered in the streets and so these things can really take a toll on you they can have a, a a great and profound effect on you one that you cannot see with your eyes one that you can um pretend to be normal and have a functional life but nevertheless these things are like behind the scenes behind the back of your mind they're haunting you they're 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 affecting your decision making they're affecting the way you communicate how you interact with people um but the person seems normal and that's that was me you know what i'm saying seeming normal appearing normal but at the same time i have things that i'm fighting and people i think in a the world they call it fighting their demons they call them demons um I would never say my demons because I don't have any demons that I claim or anything like that. But I do agree um, with with fighting these um, these things, these spirits, these things that attach themselves to um, and, 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 and literally try to come out every chance they get, especially or, or try to turn up, especially with the people that's close to you. So I was that person where I'm thinking my wife is I'm thinking my wife has the issue. I'm not saying my life is perfect because it's not perfect, but me always thinking in my mind that that it's her that has the issue and not me and not realizing that, you know, I, I really have some things going on um, that if they if, if they if they're not addressed, I'm literally talking from a, from a place of uh, of hurt, of pain, of uh, trauma. I'm interacting from that place. And because I'm so used to that interacting from that place, it's completely normal to me. You know, however, my wife, which is the closest person to me, aside from my children, to her, it's not, um, man, see these flies are like turning up like crazy. Husband, would you please relocate yourself? You don't have to put yourself through this. Do you want to move somewhere else? It looks really nice. And I know that's you like the aesthetic of it. The aesthetic. But if oh you can't focus and be present, it might I, not be a good choice. I can focus. I think I'm able to talk, but you know, I know for you. You paused. Oh, I hear your phone ringing. Okay. Um, I'm gonna turn your camera off. Okay, so he will return. He's gonna try to find another location because the flies is turning up, turning up, turning all the way up. Um, and um, then we'll I bring my husband back. But while I want definitely want my husband to come back so we can share with you some personal testimony about how unhealed trauma affected our marriage. It uh, it will cause you to think you have marriage problems. And I talk, I posted a quote on my Zara Harrison YouTube community tab saying this as well, that sometimes, you know, it's not a marriage problem, it's a personal sin problem. And a lot of times unhealed trauma turns into sin, which then affects your relationship. And we often think, you know, we got relationship problems or we got a marriage problem or we got a cousin and cousin problem or we got a, you know, in-law problem or a parent problem. And really when you get to the root of it, it's often a sin problem, a sin problem, because people that are repentant have a... A relationship where you're able to communicate oftentimes when there's unrepentant somewhere which is connected to sin the relationship has a lot of chaos and it seems like it can't ever be mended and so 
one of the things that I'm often encouraging people is locate the sin. Let's, uh, is there sin somewhere else? Is there jealousy? Is there envy? Is there um, bitterness? Is there wrath? Is there self-vindication? You know, all of these things that are pretty, you know, toxic. And sometimes, like my husband was saying before, you don't even realize you're doing them because if that's all you know, how would you know to do anything different, right? If this is the way you know how to communicate, if this is the way you were taught how to communicate, and I don't mean directly, but indirectly by environment and circumstance, how are you going to jump in a healthy relationship or a marriage and think that it's not going to affect it? You're going to have number one problem, communication issues. So that's why I'm so passionate and I'm such an advocate for healing our emotional hearts and, you know, emotional health and spiritual health is interconnected. So I think it's so, 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 so important if we want our relationships to be better, that we repent of our own sin, deal with our own sin. Can't nobody deal with our own sin but us. And then also to heal from any trauma or emotional abuse or, you know, spiritual abuse or anything like that. Because when that's left unhealed, you go through life taking that hurt and pain out on the people that are closest to you. And again, you don't even see that you're doing it. You don't even see that you're doing it. So until my husband comes back, oh my gosh, Melkai Music says, or Windex and Listerine mix and spray the table in areas. They're talking about the stuff with the flies, but I got to tell y'all a story real quick. Because a movie that I used to like way, way back in the day was my big fat Greek wedding. I don't know how people feel about secular stuff, whatever. I liked the movie back then. Um, and he used to always say, put some Windex on it. Put some Windex on it. He used to say that all the time. So when I see you put this Windex, that just that just took me back. But anyway, until my husband comes back, I'm going to share um, something that's called Tango. And so you got the T, the A, the N, the G, and the O. And you know the popular saying that says it takes two to tango, right? Like you can't tango by yourself because it takes two. It's the same thing with communication. It takes two to communicate. You can't communicate with a wall. And sometimes people who have unhealed trauma or they're in sin, it's like talking to a wall. You literally can't get through to them. But these are some tips that will help you determine whether you're talking to a wall or not. Or you're talking to someone who's healthy, but you just didn't learn how to communicate. And in those cases, it can get better. Now, are they a wall? Are they toxic? You might have to check out True Tribe Challenge on first and third Tuesdays over on Zara Harrison. The, uh, the next True Tribe Challenge is on offense tomorrow over on my channel. And I'm trying to encourage you and inspire you to repent and confront. Working with people, I'm realizing often, have realized often, is that two key, key issues that keep us from having functional relationships is unrepentance and inability to confront. We don't want to deal with our sin. And when we see something, we don't want to say nothing. We're afraid about it. You know, it's love, love, love. Love covers everything. Just that, And that's not even what that means. You can't be covering everything up and think you're going to have a healthy relationship. So if you have issues with that, then with confrontation and knowing how to confront, the Truth Tribe Challenge that I do on my channel gives you five steps to learn how to confront and repent. And then we challenge you to confront or repent to someone regarding the theme every first and third Tuesday on Zara Harrison's YouTube channel. 
Um, I see my husband trying to come back in, but I'm gonna let him get set up. So I'm gonna start. So first is, and you you might want to write this down, especially if you're in a marriage. Um, it's okay. I think he's ready. Hold on. You good? I can't hear you, husband. I can't hear you. You might have to. Okay, he's gonna come back. Um, so let's start with the T in Tango. And these cards I use when I used to um, facilitate marriage groups in person because of all kind of stuff with life. I haven't done it in person in a while, but my husband and I will be leading a marriage group soon virtually. So make sure you are subscribed to ZaraHarrison.com email list because um, I'll be facilitate, facilitating that and he will join me or Transparency to Podcast. We'll let y'all know. Um, I think that's him. There you go. Good. Can you hit the settings and then make sure your audio is connected? You're not on the um, the speaker or nothing. You know how your phone sometimes connects to the speaker box when we're watching TV? Not TV, but you know. Let me see. You want to hit your, I'm sorry, y'all. You want to hit the gear icon and see if it's something you have to connect to? Bob, my, my bad, y'all. I'm going to take him off real quick so he can figure it out. And I'll just look for you to wave or something to me and I'll bring you back in. He's trying to get his audio together. My bad, y'all. So we'll, my husband will join us in a minute when he gets his tech issues figured out. And we're going to start with what I said is an activity based on the um, popular, well, it's a dance called tango. But like I said, I've never tangled, probably never will. But I saw this many, many years ago and I use it in um, marital groups that I was working with to help couples communicate. And I actually gave them cards like this and said, when y'all get in a fight, Cause you know, you feel the fight coming. Like you feel the issue coming. Go ahead and get these cards out and try to use them with the conflict that you're currently facing. But this that I'm about to go through, you can use this in more than just marriage. So write down what they mean and you can share it with someone who you feel like you're having conflict with and you can go through the T-A-N-G-O and then have them go through it as well. Can I hear you? Yeah. Can all you? right, there you go. All right, yeah, yeah. Right. You feel Back better? You ain't got the uh, squat no flies? Yeah, I feel a lot better. But I didn't feel okay. good when I heard you. I, I could hear you talking. You were saying it takes two. It takes two. And I'm like, man, it's, it's, I'm supposed to be there. I'm supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be two on the screen right now. Because he is holding it down by himself. So, no, it's all right. You know, I hold you down. You know, I hold my husband down for, for, for feel like decades. But, um, so yeah, I was reading a comment. So I'm gonna go through Tango and then we'll come back to what you were talking about just so it doesn't you know, go into another direction. So for T, the T is tell what happened. Tell what happened. That's the T in Tango. And if you see here, it says in quotation marks, I feel, not you did. 
And my husband and I, even sometimes when we get in conflict, we forget to say, I feel. Because see, when you state something as if it's a fact and you haven't processed whether that is a fact yet, communication issues is already starting before you can even get to the issue. You're arguing about, no, I didn't. Yes, I did. And it's like you arguing on whether something is true or not. If you just start the conversation saying, I feel like when you did that or this made me feel this way when this happened. Now the person is challenged to consider what it's doing to you, not you pointing a finger at me. So the thing is, tell what happened, but do it in the form of your personal, how it affected you personally, not saying this is you did do that. That is what you did. Even sometimes we know we know some people do stuff on purpose, but it's just if you're trying to work through an issue, try to get through these steps with the person and see if it can start to shift some things. But what do you feel about the whole, I feel starting it off with, I feel like, or that made me feel like when you did such and such, what a, especially I know for men, cause I know you say often like with men, you know, we don't hear like women do, but it's funny. Cause this is saying, this is how I feel, which most men believe your feelings is your emotions and that they don't matter. But it is a good way to say, look, I'm not blaming you. I'm not shifting it to you. I'm just saying when that happens, this is what that does to me. This is what it makes me feel like. Now, right. a healthy husband is not going to tell the, the woman, you know, shut your feelings off then. Stop being emotional. Right. If that affects her, he's going to care about that. But what did you want to add to that? I think I think I feel it's important because um it puts things into perspective so that so that the person the other person on the other end will know it's, it's not necessarily what i did it's how it made you feel so you know sometimes you'll think okay what i did was wrong a lot of times it could be your intent was one thing how it came across may have been wrong so what you did how it came across affected the person this way this is how it made them feel so now i don't i don't feel necessarily if, if it's me I don't feel necessarily attacked in who I am or why I did what I did. I feel like it was misunderstood or it was uh, the way I said it, you know, was wrong or the way I conveyed it was wrong. And so now that leaves room for discussion. If you just shut down and say you did this and then, you know, it's just all wrong. It's all bad. There's no room for discussion. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like when you when you say this is how it made me feel. Now I can address, OK, what is it that I said that made you feel? What is it that I did that made you feel this way? And if it made you feel this way, that's of concern to me because I don't want to make you feel bad because I love you. So me, whatever I'm saying or whatever I'm doing is never more important to me than you feeling love because that's I'm commanded by the most high to make sure I love you. You know what I'm saying? So I got to make sure that you feel love. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if you, if, if I can make sure that you feel love, but I can make sure that I am loving you and considering you. And, and that's a part of love considering you. So if you're telling me this makes me feel wrong, this makes me feel bad. This hurts. My love for you is going to make me check or correct what I'm doing. Right. Because the word tells us to consider one another. The word tells us, you know, People like to use this and and kind of and validate that you can like kind of just step over people or whatever. 
But when scripture tells us not to think more highly than ourselves, it's not telling us not to think of ourselves at all. It's just saying, don't think of yourself more than you should. Right. And in interpersonal relationships, that right there is saying, you got to consider other people. Stop revolving everything around you and what only what you feel and only what you think. Yeah. What, how is this affecting the other person? And that brings us to A, okay? So T was, um, so. tell what happened. In the words of I feel, not you did, I feel, right? A is, it affected me. It affected me. This is how this affected me yeah. or how this continues to affect me. And, you know, those two line up with everything my husband just said. If someone loves you and, you know, you express, I feel like this and this affected me in this way and that effect has something to do with hurt. Yeah. True love is going to listen to that. True, listen because to. true love doesn't want to keep breaking you. Right. True love doesn't want to keep hurting you. Right. Right. True love is going to be like, dang, in doing that, that's that's what that's what you felt. It affected you in this way. Like not, you know, thinking more highly of yourself. All you're going to do people that only are think, thinking of people that are thinking more highly of themselves. All they're going to do is uh, um, internalize that and say, well, I didn't mean it like that. Well, it's yeah. not my fault like that. Or so, 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 so. And listen, with, ma with manipulators. Sometimes it's difficult sometimes to like share your feelings and stuff. So you may sometimes feel like you got to confront them on it. Like, no, you do do this sometimes. You sometimes you gotta get firm with them. But with healthy people or somebody who's trying to be help have a healthy relationship with you, you telling them that something affected you in a certain way should should really just soften their heart. Man. And if it's softened, <clears throat> that means they got a hard heart. And we know what scripture says about hard hearts. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's 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 not gonna fly. If you see somebody respond to you that way, you gotta reevaluate the whole relationship because it's supposed to be a loving relationship. You got into this relationship anticipating being loved. You know what I'm saying? Like for both parties. And so if the other person is not considering you and is just interested in defending themselves. Not hearing you, man, how, that that ain't gonna fly. That ain't gonna work. That's not healthy. And so, yeah, that's that's something that needs to be checked. You know. And so the next is N, and N is nurture with a valuing statement. Now, mm. this can be hard with toxic people, especially if the person is a narcissist, because narcissists like the world to revolve around them. You start talking to, they only want to focus on what they did right and what they're doing right. They never want to come face to face with the problems or the harm that they're causing. Mm -hmm. So when you end with a narcissist, the nurturing of value and statement, be very selective with your words because they are very crafty manipulators. And they will take this part right here and turn it all the way into then where is the problem and how it's, it's, it's a lot. But with the healthy person, the nurturing value and statement may be, okay, I feel hurt. When that happened, it affected me by making me feel like I can't tell you anything. Nurturing value statement. I know that you want to communicate with me, though, because I believe that you love me. So I'm yeah. trying to figure out, like, you know, how can we fix this? Because mm. I, I do love you. That's a mm. nurturing 
value and statement. Mm. Okay. Sometimes mm. when we're upset, we skip that part because we're so upset. My husband and I do it too. Nobody gets this right every single time. But mm. as you practice it more, you get better at it more, then you have less and less uh conflict that turns into chaos. Because you always gonna have conflict, but it doesn't have to turn into strife and chaos, right? Absolutely. So the nurturing valuing statement. This is especially important <clears throat> with people who are still healing from trauma or something that is causing the communication breakdown. But we also got to be conscious of the fact that we don't want to use that as an excuse to keep validating their trauma. So you keep nurturing the trauma instead of the uh, encouraging them to get help for it. Sometimes yeah. we can be so consumed and you know, I've talked to other women who are like, but you don't know what he's been through. You don't know what he's been through. And we allow that to blind us from the responsibility that still needs to take place. I put another quote up on my YouTube community tab saying, yes, that that betrayal, that whatever a person went through is, is tragic and it's hard. And you give people love and you, you support them and you nurture them. But true love is kind of encouraging them to get help, to get healing, not to stay in that place. So we're responsible for our healing. So if we know something is hurting and everybody just babies it, that's a problem. Like if you got a cut on your arm and they're, oh, poor baby, oh, you got your hurt. And you know, are you going to go get, going to tell them to go get it fixed? Or are you just going to keep, oh, baby, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. That's like the... That that's like the 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 story in scripture that you referred to in your live the other day. You talked about the guy who was laying by the pool. I think it was the pool of Bethesda, and and Yahusha, you know, asked him like, you know, what's going on? What's wrong? He's just making excuses like, man, every time, you know, I'm laying here, like I want to get in the pool, and somebody gets down there before me or whatever. He's just making excuses. It's like if these people, and apparently these people have been been babying him all of this time. Because nobody held him accountable. Everybody just allowed this man to be here for years and never held him accountable until the Messiah showed up and held him accountable. He literally had to get up. He literally yeah. had to like, really uh, He asked him a question something. first. Do you yeah. want to be healed or made whole? I can't remember if it was be made whole or he, do you want to? Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing, y'all. Some people don't want to. They don't want to be better. They like Right. Being in the that they're in with you. Some people yeah. get a high off of chaos, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. was an yeah. Yeah. for the I'm society. Asked him, like, do you want to be? And then I, then he told him to do something. Well, get up, pick your thing up and go. You know what I mean? Like there, there's work that you that we that the other person also has to do. So we don't want to get stuck on end where we're nurturing to um a deficit of the person. Just yeah. find nurturing to say that is also proactive to get the person to to be proactive in that's whatever needs to change that's it that's it don't never get caught up in what somebody been through like that's the end just because they went through everything that they went through and it had a dramatic effect on their lives now you just put up Give with license to keep sinning against right, you right right just oh. because of what they've been through that that's no that's no license to continue on hurting the people around you you know, there's a term hurt people, hurt people. OK, so that hurt that hurt person that's hurting people needs to be healed so that the hurting can stop for that person and for the people that they're affecting. 
And so that needs to be the goal and not just making excuses for people, you know? So, yeah. Yep. So the next thing is G, which That's is- That's really loud. You might wanna, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. You might, you might wanna take the cards off of the, the, the desk because I don't know if it's a microphone. Oh yeah, you're, you're, you're putting them on the computer. Huh? Cause it's no, really... my mic volume is probably too high. Is that better? It should be good. Yeah. I think it was just good. my mic volume. So okay. the next one is G. Get it? That's a question. And this is where you reflect for understanding. This is one that us people of color fail to do. We say what we need to say, how we feel, how it affected us, nurture statement, but then we don't say, do you get it? What do you hear me saying? What is it that you hear me saying? My husband and I, you know, will sometimes have issues and, you know, we'll remember to do this. And I'll be like, cause it'll just be like, it's not, we're not going nowhere. And then I'll stop and be like, okay, hold on. What is it that you hear me saying exactly? And then he'll say something. I'll be like, no, that's not, that is not what I mean. I didn't, I didn't, that's not, that's not even it. And he's like, it's not. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. Like, I actually agree with, with what you're saying and your stance on this is just this part of it is what I'm really trying to communicate. So the G is the get it. Do you get it? Do you, do you get what I said? You want to, you want to confirm with the person before you go to O, which is the last one, what it is that they heard. Like, what is it that you heard me saying so you can clarify or correct if they heard it wrong or maybe you you need to explain it a little bit better? What do you think about right. that step right there? I think it's very important. I mean, that's the goal of communication, right? The goal is to make sure the person understands what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, other than that, you know, this conversation is a is a bus. It's a waste. Like if you don't if you don't get it and and and, and you know, and I think that's that right there is good for both parties involved because now you're not so caught up on just saying something you're, you're actually concerned about whether that person heard you or not because that's something that could happen in communication as well you could be so bent on what you're trying to say and get what you're trying to say out that you're not even concerned whether a person will be understanding you or not and that's the goal so nah yeah yeah and so and this is twofold too you know we want to you can share these with someone like before the next conflict, you know, cause it's coming. We are, we have conflict and say, next time we get in an issue, can we do these cards or whatever? Like write it down. And it, it can be both responsibilities. Like if someone forgets to ask, what do you hear me say? You can say, let me, can I clarify real something with something with you really quickly? It, are you saying this? Is this what you're saying? And we don't want to say it in a way, but so you saying this? Oh, so yeah. you trying to say, see, that yeah. is going to make the person feel like get everybody. Get on the same mode. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But if you're like, so correct me if I'm wrong. Or is I hear you saying this. Is that correct? Or, you know, if the person forgets to do it, to say before we move on, because it just seems like we're not on the same page. Can I just clarify what it is that I think I'm hearing? and then you can clear it up right there sometimes we forget this step we argue we bump heads we just go in another direction you talk about it later and you're like oh i didn't even mean that i wasn't even talking about that and you like oh you wasn't and y'all just yep. been mad at each other for yep. some people for years 
and it wasn't even over something that was understood correctly or was communicated wrong and you could have used that time to communicate effectively to, to clarify it yeah so next sure. is oh observe the effects how is this conversation affecting you both how is this affecting you both so now that the person was able to tell what they feel it affected me in this way nurturing statement and after they get it how is this affecting both of us so i have a book that i wrote called dying to submit and then dying to submit it, it talks about how a lot of issues around submission and marriage is because one spouse is trying to have it just their way and other spouses are trying to have it their way but when you do oh observe the effects of how it's affecting both of us it is no longer about what you want and what you want but what do we need as a team like what yeah. works for us both not just for you you don't yeah. want to be in a relationship where something only works for that person it needs to right. work for both of you you so, both so. need to have a, a a you know a foot in it you know what i'm saying so the last step is observing the effects on both of you so that 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 would be the time to say hmm well this is how it's affecting both of us then we might need to change a b and c and here's what's your ideas on how to change that and then yeah. you can actually correct a problem and resolve it yeah with a healthy yeah. person at least yeah now with a toxic yeah. person that's going to be a way different conversation i saw somebody put um in the comments how some of y'all uh, some people you got to email them or write it in a letter because it ain't no talking to them. Yeah. And I want to. I want you to understand when it when you're dealing with a person where you have to write a letter or an email or a text because there's no talking to them. When you're doing that, you're not trying to communicate with them because communication is two way. Usually, you're trying to say what you need to say so you can move on with your life. Sometimes with people like that, there are things we just need to say even though we know they'll never hear it. It's for us. That's not communication. That's usually healing or release. I know I can't get through to you. I know I'm at this stage where this is, is there's no moving forward with you. It's not, I know I can't communicate with you, but I need to say this. So if you have to write a letter, like this person is saying right here, uh, if you have to write a letter or email or something like that, usually it's because you can't communicate with them. So you're not communicating. But talking to someone face to face or on phone, you're trying to communicate with them. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. But I do want to, I'm glad that this person said this because if you have to do that, that's a sign that they're really toxic. And ain't no communicating with those kind of people. So don't stress yourself out expecting for this to work with them because it's probably not. You can try it, but if you see it just going to a wall, you may have to do like that person said, I've had to do this a number of times. Just I'm going to just write an email or a letter. Cause I personally have done this. Like there's no, this is it for me. There's, and I'm not doing this for you to finally get it. I'm doing this for me. Cause I need to say this. Cause I can't never, I get it out with you. You know what I'm saying? Did you want to answer that? No, that's, that's, that's it. Um, you know, back to the, to the O, you know, where we see how, uh, for the both of us, you know this this whole thing this this um this uh what can I call it uh what what was what's this tangle thing it's called a uh, 
Not communication. A, oh, it's acronym. Communication, but it's a. An acronym. Well, it's it's, it's an acronym, but it's a a task. It's a it's a, a model communication model. Yeah, I I, I guess you can exercise. say that. this exercise. This this exercise works on the function of a relationship. See, I know for for you know for some people you can get caught up so caught up in the idea of the relationship. It's like it's like the the understanding that people have when they just go get married. They go get married for the first time, or they're just, they're in, they call it the honeymoon stage, and they're just in this euphoric stage. Um, the people around them, if you got good and healthy people around you, they're going to have you consider things about this person, about your relationship, that's beyond the honeymoon stage, right? They're gonna they're gonna have you thinking about you know practical things that you're gonna have to have in line and in order, and in order for this thing to work. You know, it's not lovey dovey. It ain't you know hugs and kisses all the time. There's a functional oh, I want part. Lovey dovey though. Oh, I you want my lovey dovey. You, you you can definitely have the lovey dovey, but you know, for for people who just are focused only or solely on the lovey dovey and never take serious the relationship itself, like and all that it entails. People so caught up on the on the other person and how they look, how they make them feel that they're not thinking about how this thing is going to function. And so you find yourself, that's why the, the divorce rate is where it is, you know, and it, it, it's as high as it is because when the function come into play or how the person is made up in reality, when they not in, let me please the other person mode, then you have an issue. Then you it's have a functional. problem. <laughs> exactly. So, so this right here, I just want to encourage the people watching. If, if if you're watching this and this is something foreign to you, you're like I'm not used to communicating like that. Um, I want you to understand that this is a part of the functional side of a relationship. So yeah, you know, I know for me, when my, when, when my wife used to tell me, she used to be like, um, "So what do you hear me saying?" I used to get, I, I never wanted to hear that. What you mean? <laughs> I would get very annoyed with that. I'm like. What you mean? What do I hear you saying? Like, I I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. You're saying this. I'm right, but like, I just nah. want to make sure. Yeah, she like, like nah, I got it. I got she it. Like, I know what you're saying. She's like, nah, that that's not what I'm saying. I'm like, ah, oh, hey, now you're gonna try to change it up. But <laughs> it's like you you get a chance to really hear what the person is saying. Like you 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 get to say what you think, and they tell you no, that's not what I'm saying. You say okay, well, explain it differently, and they'll go and explain it differently, and it's like oh. Wow. So I'm thinking you're talking about this. You're really talking about this over here. And so it just helps. Like I said, for some people, we don't want to, it's like, we, we like, man, it ain't that deep. It don't take that much to have a conversation. But ironically, it does. It does. It does. It does. There's so much more than what we've been taught, especially in our communities. You know, us being, us being, you know, the people that we are, it's like in the communities that we come from. Healthy communication is not something that we focus on. You know, that's not a that's not a um, that's not a trait of 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 ours. You know, that's that's for, for for many of us. You know, we used to just chalking stuff up, saying how we feel, getting upset, getting mad, throwing stuff, storming at the house, storming out the house. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the healthiest communication. So we got to learn how to have healthy communication with one another. And this is going to take us, take our relationships to another level. 
Because ultimately, if you're in a relationship, if you're in a marriage, let me say that, if you're in a marriage, this is something that's under the most high. This is this is the design of the most high. So he wants two people together that that uh, can complement one another, that can work in tandem in order to accomplish whatever he's called you to. But if you're always at each other's neck, always at each other's throats, how can you possibly, you know, the scriptures say, how can two walk together lest they be agreed? You can't be agreed if you're not willing to hear what the other person is saying, hear how they feel and consider that. And if you're the culprit in the, in the, in the scenario where you're doing something wrong and it's hurting the person that you're with, you take responsibility for that. You step back and, and try to figure out how you can do it better. You know what I'm saying? That's love. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit how you think trauma might affect your ability to be able to do that or even like you said, to want to validate or confirm what somebody said, you said, because before, remember, you were like, I'll be like, I, I heard you. I don't even want to get into this because then you're going to da, 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 da. You know, a lot of those responses when people do that is is unhealed trauma or some unhealed emotional abuse or something that happened in their life that's causing them to project the issue onto the other person or deflect or reject what they're saying. So how... I. I think some of us, and this is another quote that I put up on my Zara Harrison, sometimes we think we're talking to healthy people. And so we can't figure out why we're so frustrated because we assume because they look healthy on the outside, they're healthy on the inside. And so we're trying to communicate with them in a healthy way, not realizing, dang, I might have to change my whole approach up because I'm not talking to somebody who's healthy. You know what I'm saying? So how do you think like trauma affects the ability to communicate in a way that you just said? I think a lot of times trauma, and this is just off the top of the head, I haven't really thought this out, but I think it could possibly be true. I think trauma, when you operate from that place, you're, you're, you're in a, a mind frame of trying to protect yourself. You know, so you, you, you wanna, you automatically, you assume that the person that you're trying to protect yourself against and you're in this conversation, you're in this disagreement, the other person is, you know, uh, uh, your opponent. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not somebody that loves you, cares about you, genuinely concerned for your well-being. No, you look at them like, like an opponent. Right now, in this moment, you're an opponent. You, you, you oppose me. So I have to win. I have to get my say so. I have to get my point across. I have to not be conquered or defeated in this circumstance. I have to, I have my voice have to be heard. And trauma will do that to you. Trauma will make you think no. That's like how I um I said this to 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 brothers in the hood, like coming up the way I came up or coming up from the same type of environment where a lot of dudes walk around, try to demand respect. Like they demand respect. No, you won't respect me. It's like trying to demand respect for me personally. If you got to demand it, I feel like you don't deserve it because you have to demand it. Some people are just worthy of respect because of how they carry themselves. If you feel like you have to demand, it, you got to take it. That to me, that lets me know you don't deserve it because you want to snatch it as opposed to it being a natural response because of the man that you are. A real man don't have to take respect from nobody. He, he, his presence commands it. It demands it. 
So, um, and like, like I said, coming from where I come from, you feel like you got to take it because it's never been given to you. You were never taught how to carry yourself with integrity. Um, you know, be you responsible. Might yourself, like, you, you might know. even hate yourself. You feel like you don't have a father, you know, nine times out of 10, why he leave, why he never stuck, stuck around. You know what I mean? Your mother, you know, you might have issues with her and, you know, un unresolved issues with her that you have that you don't even talk about. And they just sitting there lying dormant in you, but they having an impact on you. Um, interactions that you had with people and teachers and, you know, other, you know, family members. And you don't know how to deal with none of this stuff. So it puts you in a place where you're just defensive and you're trying to win over the conversation that's, you know, the, 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 the conversation that you're in with your significant other, you want to get over on, you know, for the men, you want to get over on her because it makes you feel like, okay, now, you know, that, that need in me, that desire in me is somehow satisfied when I can get over on somebody, you know what I mean? And that's, that's trauma. That's not, that's not a healthy way to do, to do this relationship stuff. You know what I'm saying? The healthy way is to literally hear the person out, is to care about the person, is to not to jump to conclusions and think the person wants your demise. You know? And so, you know, trauma will literally, will literally rewire your brain and make you think or make you look at the person that loves you as the person that's against you and somebody that you have to, you know, somebody that's your opponent. And, and Yo, your wife, I don't care. I don't care. Now, everybody not righteous. A wife full of we'll say if, that. If, 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 if you married a woman who's not righteous, you married a woman who doesn't fear Yahuwah, um, you know, you might have some, some other issues there. But if you married a woman who, who, who fears Yahuwah, who is righteous, um, it's not a, it's, it's, this is not somebody you got to overpower. It's not somebody you got to, you know, protect yourself against. You have to protect yourself against this woman. You just literally have to love this woman the way you're, you know, instructed to love her. And, you know, her, her natural default will be to, you know, protect you, to cover you, to, 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 to respect you, to give, you know, it, it just works like that. And so, yeah, I, I can really speak just for the male side, you know, coming from a person that, 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 that has had a lot of trauma and has had to, you know, kind of rework the way that I think about things and to consider my wife as opposed to um, trying to influence her. I'm considering her. Okay, let me hear what you're saying. Let me, okay, you know what? I feel this way, but let me think about what you said. And I think about it, I pray, and you know, and I get understanding revelation, and I come back and we're gonna make things, you know, we're gonna make things right. So I'm going on a tangent, but no, this is the podcast. What you mean? Um, so that's the male side. And so for the female side, I'll say um just personal testimony in our relationship. And I think this is for most couples of color, you know, there's so much trauma in our heritage, it just is. So a lot of people can probably relate with this conversation. Um, but back to the end in this, which is the nurturing, we as righteous women have a default to nurture our men. 
Like we want to love and nurture them. And sometimes we might want to baby them and they're not babies. So I'll say from the woman's side, when you when you finally wake up and you see, you know what, this is trauma. We we got we have to understand there's no conversation that fixes this. This person needs to get help in order for us to have a healthy relationship. It's not a marriage problem. This is trauma here that is causing us to have marriage problems. You know what I'm saying? Or in any other relationship, this is trauma here that is causing me to have a failed relationship with my cousin or my parent or my sibling. This is what's causing it. So me just trying to baby it is not going to fix it. Right. We've often been taught win them with love. And we think that that love is babying them or that love is becoming a doormat for them. That love is holding them accountable to their sin. That love is helping them come to repentance. That love is telling them the truth. Look, these things that happen to you, until they're resolved, this issue between us is never going away. I love you and I want you to be whole. I want you to be healed. See, when we communicate that to people, some people may get mad and say, no, I don't, I don't have no problem because they haven't been able to be bare in their trauma like that. Because they, you gotta, just from my own personal trauma, like my husband was saying, you're on protective mode constantly. You don't know who's gonna hurt you next. You don't know who you can be vulnerable with, even down to your spouse sometimes because of what happened to you. They ain't never done nothing to you to make you think anything otherwise, but your trauma has you see them through that lens that they could hurt you. And so it makes you, it turns you into somebody else and it makes your relationship something else. So when we start to see these things, one of the worst things you could ever do is ignore it. Yeah. Or baby, or think you're gonna love that person out of it and by love, I mean being foolish. I mean being doing all of the, the nice things and not the necessary things for that person. Sometimes love means putting a boundary down and saying, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you hurt me anymore. Because in you hurting me, you're hurting yourself too. Because I'm letting, I'm just watching you in your sin. Sometimes love is closing the door on that for a season and hoping that that person comes to repentance. Sometimes love is saying, look, we don't have this conversation a number of times. It's going nowhere. And so this changes, which we do in the True Tribe Challenge. This, the confrontation part of the True Tribe Challenge is what I need to change and why. And this is what happens if it doesn't change. Sometimes that is love for the person. Who else is going to hold them accountable to their sin? If we Who see else? it and we do it, how Who are they going to call it repentance? Who else? Who, who are you going to call? Dr. Phil? Oh, my. <laughs> I'm Offset with you nah, right now, nah, but but people really think that way. Like you know, maybe one day this person will get it. Like, like come on now, like you, you're not gonna end up on Doctor Phil one day and, and get Doctor Phil to drill some of these things through this person's head. Like, right? If if if, if it ain't you, chances are it won't be anybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unfortunately, so you know it's it's a responsibility that comes when you're in a relationship with somebody. You know, you're, you're the closest person to them. You're going to have to be the one to hold them accountable. That's how it is. No matter how uncomfortable that is for you, it's what you sign up for. You know, yeah. this is how y'all make each other better. This is how y'all strengthen, you know, not only the union that y'all have, but you strengthen each other and get each other good. You and know? it's similar to like an addict. You know, I grew up with, you know, a father who was addicted to drugs. 
and you don't win them with love. There are very clear cut boundaries that you have to establish to help them come to themselves because you can't make them come to themselves. But there are things that you can and you cannot do with them. So someone who's toxic or emotionally abused or dealing with trauma, you almost have to look at them like an addict and say, I cannot communicate with you. I cannot engage with you the same way I would with a healthy person because you're not well. This person is not well. And so Mm -hmm. just like with a drug addict who's currently addicted to drugs and they keep stealing your stuff, they come to your house, they keep stealing your stuff. The next time they come, you hide your stuff so they don't steal it. The next time, so they couldn't find it. The next time they come, they find something else to do because they couldn't steal what you they thought they were originally going to steal. And you never confront them about it. You never set up some boundaries so they can't maybe come in your house anymore. Or, you know what? I love you, but I'm going to have to talk to you outside. Like, I'm going to meet you outside. Because every time you come in my house, you know what I mean? Like, there are things you have to do because of the state that the person is in. But oftentimes, we don't even want to confront the person. We don't even want to tell them hold them to the truth and say, look, you, I feel, I feel right now. It affects me. Nurture value statement. But do you get this now? And then observe the effects on both of us. Now, again, toxic person, if you can't get through these, my bad. If you can't get through these, they toxic. That's a sign that they're toxic and you're going to be you're going to be unable to communicate with them. You won't you won't be able to. So with that person, normally what what is the thing you have to do is set up some new boundaries with them. Because you can't communicate with them because the word is clear about keeping your heart with all diligence. How are you going to keep your heart when you recognize that somebody is toxic and you keep trying to communicate with them like they're not poison? Yeah. How there are new that's a sign that there are new boundaries that need to be established for that relationship so that you can obey wisdom which says to guard your heart they're not well they're not well so Mm. any last words not really i think you just covered it you just man you kicked that point right in the rear end i love you I love you. All right, y'all. So thank you for joining us earlier and sticking with us for a whole hour. I know that it's an earlier time, but we just, it's such a better, uh, I don't want to say feeling, but it just, it's much better to talk to y'all during the day when the yeah. light is out. And we got, we got to do what we got to do for us, man. We love y'all. We got to do what we got to do for us, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, this, this feel good. The sun is out. It's better. You know? It's much Something better. Good. Nice little so breeze coming through. Start show first and third Mondays off with us at 9 a.m. Eastern. We have been communicating about possibly doing this weekly, but we have to we have to see. We got some commitment, so we don't want to say it and we can't follow through and be canceling and stuff. So right now it's first and third Mondays, but we're we're working on some stuff. And we are also um you will hear an announcement soon. Well, not soon. I don't know how soon because my husband and I are still working some things out about a marriage group that we will be facilitating to help couples get better at communicating and things like this. So make sure that you are subscribed um, because I'm my site is basically for coaching and counseling, but I will probably send it to Transparency to to podcast, too. So be subscribed to Zara Harrison 
or and or transparency the podcast email list if you want information about that for married couples other than that it was nice to see y'all and we'll Very see y'all nice. next Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow Transparency the Podcast on Instagram. At Transparency the Podcast. We'll talk to y'all next time. If there is a next time. Oh my gosh.